morning show, The Breakfast Club. Hello? Good morning. Hey! Hey! Oh. It's Thursday! What's up, Yeezy? What's up, DJ MV? You chilling out in Miami? The weather's like 77 degrees and all that? Yeah, Miami's pretty amazing, man. We're in here having a great time. It's pretty cold uh, out, here in, out here in New York. It's uh, 24 degrees this morning when I walked in the building. 24 degrees? Yes, yeah, 24 degrees. It's freezing. My goodness. Yes, so. But anyway, what are you doing out there for my uh, Miami? You still doing Super Bowl stuff? Uh, yes, we have some activities today, tomorrow night. I'll be at Studio 183 Lounge with Lala. Mm -hmm. I'll be there Sunday also with Flo Rida and with Plies, and then I'm back home. Okay. So, and yesterday I actually had a little bit of downtime, so I went and got my hair done. Okay, you got your hair did. I went to this place, Curl Pop, in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So they specialize in curly hair. Because, you know, I've been working on not putting heat on my hair and getting my natural curls back. Yep, me too. So... Yeah, we noticed. Mm -hmm. We actually talked about you. Oh, good. Shout out to John over at Curl Pop. He said that um, he a lot of people think he had the same procedure done that you had because he has some hair, you know, on his head. But he said that's just his natural hair. There's my natural hair, too. Just mm -hmm. put that out there. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll be out in uh, Miami tonight. <laughs> I'm going to be at the, uh, Cleveland, say. the Clevelander with uh, Snoop Dogg. And Snoop Dogg. And then uh, after that, I'm going to be at the uh, Shadow Cabaret in Miami. So... The Clevelander is one of my all-time favorite spots, always in South Beach as a tourist. Really? Yeah, I always go there for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like, I just have a good time. The music is fun. People are always dancing, and it's just a funny place. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited to go to Miami for my son's birthday. I promised him I would take him to the Super Bowl, so he's coming with me, so he gets to miss school Thursday, Friday, and then we'll be back on Monday. Lucky him, right? Is he going to the parties? Uh, some of them he's allowed to go to because it's Super Bowl, so it's family friendly. And then some of them he can't because he's underage. So can he go to the Snoop Dogg? The Clevelander won't let you in if you're not 21. As a matter of fact, that hotel is a 21 and over hotel, right? Actually, 18 to party, 21 to drink. It's Pepsi. Okay. So um, he's is eight Logan 18? Yes. Really? And he's still in high school? Shut up. He's 18. <laughs> he, goodness gracious. Okay. Don't, don't snitch on the boy. Just like his daddy. He's 18. <laughs> goodness gracious. Yeah, so he's going to be hanging out with me. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, but just in case I brought his PlayStation, just in case he has to sit in a hotel by himself. Wow. Yeah. Parenting at his finest. Yeah, parenting at his finest. <laughs> He'll be all right. He'll, he would definitely yeah, be all right. Put the TV on. Yeah, put the TV on. <laughs> He's old enough. He'll be cool. So um, he's excited about that. You know, we went shopping yesterday. We got him a bunch of outfits to wear. So he's very, very excited. This is his birthday present. So I'm happy for him. He's 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 old enough now. Where he can really, really experience. He can go out and have some fun, meet some people. So I can't wait to bring him out to Miami today. Are y'all going to be wearing coordinated outfits? Yes, we are. By the sun outfits? Absolutely. Yes, right. we are. That's what I do. That's what that's what I went out yesterday, and it's good. Cause, that's what I do. Because <laughs> he wear he wears a men's small, so it's easy to, to get the coordinated outfits. Now I get myself a medium, a large. I get him a small. Good money. All right. He wears the same sneaker size. I, I wonder if he likes that. I never Wait, asked that, him. I just make him wear it. I'm like, hey, put that on. Let's go. Dad, uh, do we always have to match? Dad, do we? Yes, we do. That's our thing. <laughs> Yeah, so. I don't know. Do most 18-year-olds uh, <laughs> match with their dad? Sons like to match with their dad? <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know what most people do. 
But at the Casey crew, that's what we do. Okay. I don't know if he likes that. He might not like it. He might say, yo, dad, get out of here. It's probably traumatizing. He might be traumatizing. Anyway, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, well, let's talk about Vanessa Bryant. She has posted and changed her Instagram, uh, port- her profile on Instagram. So we'll tell you what she had to say about Kobe Bryant and about Gianna Bryant. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, Envy. The cameraman just said, I got shiny lips. Can I go to Human Resources with, with that or no? Uh, I don't know do how I should take it. you have shiny lips? I don't think so. I just put chapstick on. Okay. Anyway, well, let's get in some front page news. <laughs> Where are we starting with, ye? Well, you know, we are still pay- paying tribute to Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant and all of the people who lost family members in that helicopter crash. And Vanessa Bryant has posted a picture of her family. Uh-huh. She said, my girls and I want to thank the millions of people who've shown support and love during this horrific time. Thank you for all the prayers. We definitely need them. We are completely devastated by the sudden loss of my adoring husband, Kobe, the amazing father of our children, and my beautiful, sweet Gianna, a loving, thoughtful, and wonderful daughter, and amazing sister to Natalia, Bianca, and Capri. Mm-hmm. We are also devastated for the families who lost their loved ones on Sunday, and we share in their grief intimately. So she continues on to say, I'm not sure what our lives hold beyond today, and it's impossible to imagine life without them, but we wake up each day trying to keep pushing because Kobe and our baby girl Gigi are shining us to light the way, shining on us to light the way. And uh, she goes on to thank everybody for lifting us up in your prayers and for loving us. Yeah. You can also visit mambasportsfoundation.org to further Kobe and Gianna's legacy in youth sports. That's mambasportsfoundation.org. And she said to donate for the other families who were affected, you can go to mambaon3, that's three spelled out, mambaon3.org. Yeah, you, you know, um, since it happened, I've been so into the story, every aspect of the story, from why the uh, helicopter crashed and how could they uh, have avoided it. And they said that it was a terrain system that... Uh, they haven't put in their helicopters until after 2005, I believe. And, and that helicopter was built in 91. And they were telling everybody who owned the helicopters to please put that terrain computer in there because it, it pretty much shows you where the mountains are if you can't see. I've been, I've been really, like, into it and overly into it because I really, really can. It really, really bothers me. Just listen to certain people, even last night at the Nets game where they left two seats uh, open yes. for Kobe and his daughter. They had actually went to a Brooklyn Nets game earlier this year. Uh-huh. So just just really, really into it because it, 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 I really care, you know? And it's, and it's crazy because I, I don't think I ever cared anything about anybody else that passed like this because it just so sad to see him and his daughter that passed away and all the other people, man. It's, uh, all right. And um, ABC News, just to show you how you can't always just want to be the first to report, you have to be accurate, right? Yep. They have suspended Matt Gutman, their chief national correspondent, for an inaccurate statement he made on air Sunday. Everybody didn't know what was going on at that time, and he had erroneously reported on air that all four of Brian's children were on board that helicopter. And I did see Rick Fox also speaking about these uh, false reports that he was on board that helicopter as well. So ABC News spokesperson said reporting the facts accurately is the cornerstone of our journalism. As he acknowledged on Sunday, Matt Gutman's initial Matt Gutman's initial reporting was not accurate and failed to meet our editorial standards, and he has been suspended. Hmm. Yeah, he should he shouldn't have reported that. I mean, that's just that's why. Like, where did he get that information from? Was he just guessing? You don't report that, especially if the families weren't notified. You just just don't report to be first. And you know what else they said too? Uh, yeah, I don't know how true this is. 
They said that they can't change the logo because the logo is not of an actual person. They was, well, they they've said, never admitted that it is an actual person. Yeah, they said people assume it's Jerry West, but they're not saying that it is Jerry West. And and they've people have tried to change the logo before to Michael Jordan, but they're saying it's not an actual person. It's just a silhouette of any basketball player. That's what that, Is that true? Yeah, they, they've never said that this is the silhouette of Jerry. They've never confirmed that. Hmm. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, or maybe you just want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Charlemagne, he'll, he'll be here in a minute. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's Charles from Miami. Charles, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What's up, bro? It's Super Bowl. All my homies getting crazy money on all type of money plays, and everybody forgot about me, and I'm super hot, you know? Been up since 4 in the morning trying to think how I'm going to come up on a bag, you know? Wait, what kind of money plays? I mean, I got homies doing concerts. I got other homies doing yacht parties. I got uh, you. And it's just like, I got bills. Like, it's the end of the month. Like, you know, in the back of the mind, in my mind, I'm like, damn, I'm going to have to rob one of my homies if I don't cut it. Now, don't first of all, now, you ain't got to rob down. your homie, bro. But, I mean, you got you to gotta <laughs> think outside the box, man. You, you, I mean, all right. I, you can't wait for them to include you in what they're doing. You got to do it yourself. Like, if you want to make a little bit like of money, wanna, right? I'm going to put you on the game. If you want to make a little bit of money, you go to Costco, you buy mad water, it's mad traffic, and you get kids to sell some water for you, or you can sell some water, you you come up with a couple hundred dollars that way. He wants to throw a party. Okay, I like that. Yeah, that, that's, like a, that's, a, that's a cheap way that you come up with a couple hundred dollars easy. You know what I mean? That way you ain't really got to do no work. You just manage the kids selling them, and, 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 that's, and that way you could get a, a quick cash. Or when you go to the club... You go to the club early, you park your car outside the club, and when people park, you be like, yo, you want my spot, $100. If somebody got a good car, they going to want to park the car there, right? Because that's what Envy right. would do. All right, so I'm just telling hey, you some quick ways. Here's what else you could do. You could go outside of these parties with a whole huge bag of flip-flops. So right. girls don't have to walk barefoot. Because, you know, we don't like having to okay. wear our heels afterward. You can make a lot of money. You could sell those for, like, $20 a pop. Okay, yeah, I got you. I got you. Or, I got you or, or if you got a little bit more money, what you do is you go to the club and you buy some bottles. You make a deal with the owner. You buy bottles for a cheap price, and then you sell it to the ballers in the club for more money. You could do get money that way too. Okay. I don't know about I like that. that. <laughs> I used to do that. I don't know about that. That's not hard. If you don't know them, the club owners and managers. Nah, his people's is throwing yeah. the parties. If his people's throwing the parties, they, you they, they didn't even put him down. Those not his people. All right, we just told. Or you know, we just told you some some great ways to make some money. Yeah. Now I'm going to Hialeah and I'm go, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to one of the warehouses and get me a whole bunch of flip flops. That's for sure, for sure. Yeah, get I'm some flip flops, get some water, and, and get a couple cars. You could walk up the club. You could walk up and down South Beach just regular selling those. Everybody gonna want some flip flops. <laughs> you could charge twenty dollars yeah, no, for them flip flops and you pay a dollar for them, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm gonna kill them and I'm and I'm gonna kill them with the water and I'm gonna get me a spot right there in front of the uh, Super Bowl. I'm gonna kill them. You got I, I got I got all of them. I got. You. Get I a club and, and, and you take two spots up at the club and then you just wait out there and somebody like, yo, can you move up? And like, yo, I'm selling the spot, bro, $100, man. And somebody right. give it to you. Right. And then you got to send me a year out percentage, bro. <laughs> nah, I got you. We not laughing. Only thing only thing is, now there's a lot of competition because a thousand people listening are going to do the same thing. I know, but if you see me, you, you got to give me that spot for half price. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Michelle from Harlem, y'all. Good morning. Hey, Michelle, get it off your chest. Um, listen, I've been up all night. I have 
just like everybody, just being sad over this tragedy and wishing Kobe's family the best, you know, out of this tragedy. It's just, I have not been to sleep crying still. Like, every time you turn something on, you see something, and this connection that this guy had to everybody. Yeah, I feel, and I'm so into the story. I'm just like you. Like, I want to know everything. Like, what happened? You know, there was a story that right before the plane went down, he had his daughter in his arms. Like, I want to know everything. I like to hear every story about him and how how, how he was a great person, how he encouraged people. I'm so into it, you know? Yes. Let me just, if I don't want to take up so much time, but I'm going to tell you, I be on Google Earth. And I was in Calabasas. I've been in Calabasas since the 26th. Now, I've been in California already, but I'm like, it's like I wanted to know where it is. So when I go back to Cali, you, I got to go. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I just hope that out of this tragedy, that the positivity that this guy was so full of could just reach Everybody. Well, thank and you, Mama. Make us all better, and thank y'all for the work y'all do. I love y'all. I watch y'all like every morning. You have a great weekend, so okay? Thank you for answering. You too. Get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up! Wake up! Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Philip. Philip, what up, man? Get it off your chest. Man, look, I'm mad this morning, man. I'm up here. My, my manager done got us here so early, man. I'm been waiting for 45 minutes. Got my co-worker over here taking a like he been drinking liquor, man, three times already. <laughs> if I were here on time, I would have been terminated. You know what I'm saying? I got to sit wait on I'm ready to go home. Wait a minute. You late because your manager didn't, didn't open the door for you, bro? What, where you no, work at? I'm on time. No, I'm on time. My manager late. Oh, where you work at? Yeah, the manager's late. I, I, work, I work in Miami, cuz. Where in Miami? He doesn't want to tell you. He's not trying to lose his yeah, job. You trying to you let him know you. Better let him know you. Trying to get you to snitch on yourself. Yeah, snitch. Oh, come on. Don't snitch on me, dog. Please don't snitch on me, bitch, homie. That can go both ways, by the way. That can be snitching, or that can be a nice little sexual act that you don't, you're not giving consent for. What? Nah. Charlamagne just arrived. But he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> what they do to God? What's good, Peace, man? Peace, King. How are you? Doing good, brother. Doing great. Well, I'm sorry you out there. In Miami, ain't that cold. It ain't freezing out there. Nah, it ain't cold down here. It, you know, the weather comes every now and then. You get little wind chills every now and then. But it's it, not- it ain't the fact that it's cold. It's the fact that I, I got to sit here in the doze lock and I'm trying to get in. I can get out. Okay. All right. Well, you will you have a good morning. Keep waiting, brother. <laughs> oh, you know, I ain't gonna keep waiting. By ten more minutes, I'm going somewhere else. All right. Hello. Who's this? Yeah. What's up? It's Eli from Queens. Eli, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, I want to talk about. I got an email this morning about um, how TMZ reported the story before before um, the the Bryant family knew about it. I don't know how true that is. They want to take TMZ off their head. Now, well, TMZ nah, reported that that, that they actually did. Speak to the family and that, uh, I guess, a, a source. Wait, no, not to the family. Oh, they spoke to a source, and the source said to go ahead with the story. Is that what they said, right? Yeah, they, 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 they reached out to, to Kobe's reps. reps. Kobe's yeah, they spoke the, the to Kobe's reps, and Kobe's reps said that they could go ahead and report it. They got the tip from somebody in law enforcement. They reached out to Kobe's reps. Kobe's reps, uh, at a certain point, said, yes, they're informed, and they were told the family knew, and that's when they reported it, according to TMZ. All right, thank you for clearing that up. Can I give a shout-out? Go ahead. Yeah, I want to shout out all the queens. I'm a DJ, DJ Peter Vibe. 
at me at Instagram at DJ Peter Vibe. Yo, Envy, I look up to you, yo. All the things you do with your kids, I'm a father too. Charlemagne, Angela Yee, I respect what y'all do. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, you too. Hello, who's this? Hi, Envy. This is Sade. Hey, Sade. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hi, Yee. I'm doing well. Hey, Sade. Hi, is Charlamagne there yet? Oh, he late today, too. He just I'm got here, it. boo. I just walked in. <laughs> How are you? What's up? How are you guys doing? I just wanted to shout y'all out this morning. Um, Charlamagne, you for being um, big on the mental health. We appreciate you for that. Envy, um, I attended two of your seminars, so I definitely appreciate what you do for the world. And ye, you on just overall health. Y'all are dope. Uh, I listen to y'all every morning on the way home from work. I'm happy I got through to see y'all this morning. Well, thank you so much, um, mama. So, Oh. And um, I also want to shout out my son. He's only three, but just to say, just to tell him that I love him. Wow. Um, and um, That's sweet. if y'all have a chance today, um, if y'all could go to his father's Instagram page, he does music. He's great, and I'm not biased, Charlemagne. So. <laughs> you sound biased to me. <laughs> it's not biased. I promise. He's amazing. His name is Pico. He's from Queens. Um, his Instagram is I am Pico two underscores I A M P K O R underscore underscore. So if y'all can check it out, um, that'll be dope. All right. Well, all thank right. you. She did all it. Right. Got the plug all in. Right. Thank y'all. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes. Let's talk about Aaron Hernandez and the documentary about him. And we'll find out what his fiance had to say about that documentary series, Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Aaron Hernandez. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Aaron Hernandez's fiance, Shayana Jenkins, was on ABC's Good Morning America mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, and she was talking about the documentary about her. Former now fiance Aaron Hernandez, and here's what she had to say about the allegations of him, uh, what she thought of it, and about him being allegedly gay. You can't describe someone's sexuality without them being here. Although I've had a child with Aaron, I still can't tell you how he was feeling inside. If he did feel that way, or if he felt the urge, and I wish that he, you know, he would have told me because I wouldn't, I would not have loved him any differently. I would have understood. And I don't think anybody should feel shameful on who they are inside, regardless of who they love. Well, he probably hadn't got to that point yet in his life. You know what, what I mean? Point? The point where he felt like, you know, being open and saying, hey, I, I'm bisexual or whatever it was. You want to tell your fiance? Maybe not. Not yet. It happens every know. day. Yeah, <laughs> that don't happen. Like, and I, to I even describe more, Aaron Hernandez's brother was on with Dr. Oz, his brother Jonathan, and here's what he had to say about the series and about their dad. I don't know if he would have been able to finish his sentence. I, I, I can't imagine him even being able to, or he, my dad would have thought he could beat that out of him. Would he beat your brother and you? I don't think beat is really even the word that can be expressed. Um, mm. When you literally have to blow on your brother's wounds because of the creases of a belt or handprint in your body and the burning sensation it has, and you know, have a rule that you, in your household you can get beat but you stay away from the face so other people can't notice. So mm. that's what he said would have happened if Aaron Hernandez would have told their father 
that he was gay. You know what else? Though, even with his wife, she's she's very supportive. That's fiance. Your, fiance. She's very supportive. That that should give people who are hiding in the closet hope that if they do have sexual desires for both genders, if you're honest with your partner, you may be surprised at the answer. They they may understand. You know. Right, but you know, I guess he, uh, this is something deep rooted that probably comes from like his brother said. If he would have said that to his dad, his dad would have tried to beat it out of him. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of fear, especially, I'm sure, in the NFL as a football player. Yeah, but I'm just talking about people that are out there right now who might be dealing with the same issue. Like, something like that should give them hope that if they are honest with their partner, they're honest, their, their partner may understand more than they think they would. Yeah, and man. there was a, a lot of speculation, you know, that um, the reason why he ended up killing Aaron, his uh, fiance's sister, his fiance's, wait, hold on, Lloyd was his... What was it? His fiance's sister's boyfriend was because he had discovered his homosexual relationships and he was worried that Lloyd would disclose his secret. So that was some speculation also that had been coming out of these documentaries. Mm. So obviously it was something that he was fearful of people finding out for whatever reason. Uh, 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 FYI, every day on my Instagram, there's people telling me an envy to come out the closet. Tell us to bring our fruity asses out the closet. Why are we hide? Shut up. I just want to throw that out there. Every day. Continue ye. All right, now, uh, <laughs> Michael Strahan, he was talking about the rumored feud between him and Kelly Ripa, and he's saying that, you know, basically not denying that there is a feud, but not confirming it either. He talked about starting his career in television, and this is all in the New York Times. He said he was surprised by the selfish behaviors he witnessed. He said, in sports, you can put as many great players as you want on a team, but if one guy out there is worried about himself, it will not work. Then on televisions, I've had jobs where I got there and felt like, wow, I didn't know I was supposed to be a sidekick. I thought I was coming here to be a partner. And he said for four years, he did his duties, whatever he had to do with Kelly on screen. And then he said one day, she said she didn't want to uh, meet. They were supposed to have a meeting every few weeks, and he thought everything was fine. And he said, you can't force somebody to do something they don't want to do. And eventually he left to join Good Morning America. And she didn't hear the news until right before everybody else found out. The rest of the world found out as well. So he did say that that situation could have been handled better. Mm. But right now he says he has nothing but respect for, for Kelly and for her show. He said, I cannot say enough about how good she is at her job. Um, yeah, Michael Scrahan is a star. Kelly Ripper is a star. It takes a, a a coach or, in this situation, a producer to put both of them in positions for both of them to flourish and be stars together. People act like stars can't play on the same team together. I mean, Neither one of them has to be a sidekick. Yeah, no, they definitely can, but I'm sure it's difficult when you've been sitting there on your own show for a long time, somebody else comes. It's, it's hard to jump into that space. She you know? never had her own show, though. Well, Kelly was with uh, Regis, right? Regis, Regis. Yeah, Regis. Regis left. I guess Regis it, was, was, it was something that was new for him, was new and she'd been doing it for, for so yeah. such Michael, a long time. Michael came, and he's a star. Now she with Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest is a star. Like, you know, like, that's, a, that's a dynamic duo. That's not a sidekick star situation. Not at all. Right, and that's just his side of the story. We don't know where her side is as well. All right, now, Ari Schaefer is a comedian who made a very tasteless joke, which, by the way, we're not going to play on here, and we haven't really addressed it, but what I do want to address... It wasn't really a joke, though. I'm going to tell you what he says, all right? Uh, so he did this whole thing where he was basically uh, speaking very disgusting about Kobe Bryant right after his death and went on social media and posted it. And then when people called him out about it, he said that he was hacked at first. But there's a video of you saying it, so you can't just oh say you were goodness. hacked by something that you wrote. And then he said it was a joke that was in terrible taste, but he said it was something that he does when any celebrity passes away. He said he tries to soften the blow by making, uh, I guess, uh, saying something horrible about the person. And he said he does it 
all the time. He said, right when a famous person dies, they're at their most worshipped. So as a response to all of the outpouring of sympathy on social media, I post something vile. It's just a joke. I don't really hate any of the people. Well, uh, since then, he was dropped by his talent agency. He also had some shows booked. He actually had one in New York that was supposed to go down this week, and they canceled that. He's been getting all kinds of death threats anywhere he's supposed to perform. They've been calling him bomb threats and all of that, so it doesn't look like he'll be performing anywhere anytime soon after his quote-unquote joke about well, Kobe. You know, it's, it's, people have to stop hiding behind being a comedian, okay? Because uh, you, just because you're a comedian, you know, comedians make jokes. There was no joke made in this situation. None at all. There was no setup. There was no punchline. There was no attempt at being funny. He made a statement. He celebrated the death of a man being dead because he believes that man is a rapist. That was an opinion, not a joke. So I don't even see how being a comedian applies in that situation. You can't just say, oh, I'm being a comedian. There was no joke made. Nothing Where funny. Where was the punchline? There was no setup. Well, it looks he like it's statement. over for him. All right. All right, uh, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right, we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? We'll talk about NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell and the NFL. He said that they are going to try to help Antonio Brown, and they discuss also diversity. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start with Yee? Well, let's talk about former Los Angeles Laker Rick Fox. He was on uh, Inside the NBA, and he discussed basically the rumors about him that he was actually on the helicopter that crashed alongside uh, Kobe, and here's what he said. So I'm seeing King's number, you know, repeatedly going and going and going, and I think he's worried about me, so I said, I'm going to talk to my best friend, and I answered, and I said, hey, man, this is crazy about Kobe, and he just was bawling. And I started crying, and he was like, you're alive. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, like, what do you mean? And he, and it was in that moment that I, my phone just started going, and my mom and my sister and my brother, and it was hard to, to deal with because um, it shook a lot of people in my life. The Rick Fox situation should really, really make you understand why you shouldn't listen to nothing you hear on the Internet. The Internet is a liar. Social media is a liar. How do you randomly just kill Rick Fox? Like, that was so and, random. And why Rick Fox? Not to mention it's such a random thing to hear that you think it's true. Because <laughs> you're like, where would that come from? Like, why? How? Yeah. For what? How you just randomly kill Rick Fox? But there was just so much happening at the time that it was just important to not put out anything until you had something official, like from, you know, the family, the police department, something like that. You can't just go off of what you hear on social media. And I just really want to know why did somebody decide to randomly kill off Rick Fox on a Sunday morning? Like, where did that come from? Like, you would think that... He was with them, and he was about to get I on, for, but he decided believe it, not yeah, to. I thought maybe he was going to the game. Yeah, or we, I, I said like, maybe they going on the copter. Yeah, I like, believed it. Like, why? Just why randomly Rick Fox? All right, now, yesterday uh, was the annual Super Bowl press conference, and NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said the NFL is going to try to help out Antonio Brown because clearly he's got some issues. Here's what he said. I think the first thing for all of us is to think about the well-being of Antonio. We don't talk about the wellness of our players publicly, but I would tell you that you can be sure that the NFL and the NFLPA have a tremendous amount of resources uh, that are available uh, to all players. Uh, They're going to be made available to Antonio and that we want to help get him on the right track. Another thing Roger Goodell discussed was the lack of diversity among hires in the NFL. Clearly, we are not where we want to be on this level. You know, we have a lot of work that's gone into not only the Rooney Rule, but our policies overall. Uh, It's clear we need to change and do something different. 
there's no reason to expect that we're going to have a different outcome next year without those kinds of changes. And we've already begun engaging in those changes, not just with our diversity committee, not just with the Fritz Pollard Alliance, but others, and trying to figure out what steps we can take next that would lead to better outcomes. I'm all for the diversity, but also, you know, the NFL should be investing in the mental wealth of their players, past, present, and future. All right, you're going to sit around and see another Junior Seha situation play out or another Aaron Hernandez. Like, you know these, some of these brothers suffer from CTE. So you're going to sit around and watch Antonio Brown just self-destruct? Yes, you should intervene mm-hmm. and, and offer some assistance. Absolutely. All right, in addition, he did confirm that there will be a Kobe Bryant tribute at the Super Bowl. So he uh, stated it will be... Uh, happening and yeah so there you go if, okay. i know a lot of people were saying i wonder if they're going to do something yes they are going to honor kobe bryant mm-hmm. all right i'm angela Yee, and that is your front page news all right thank you mrs Yee. now let's open up the phone lines 800-585-1051 now love and hip-hop was on and i guess uh chrissy and jim jones were having a conversation did you see it Yee? uh no i missed it i saw the conversation though all right. i didn't Let, see the episode let's play a clip of the conversation if marriage never happens, I don't feel a way about it anymore because it doesn't complete us. But I do want to get married. I believe that every woman who's in love or is in a strong relationship that we all deserve to have that. I don't feel that way. And I know it sounds crazy. In the beginning, I thought that was the end-all, be-all. I thought that was natural progression. But at this point, what is that going to change for all right, well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. If you're in a long... Uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? I've had that exact same conversation. You have you? Oh, absolutely. How did the conversation go? Just well, like that? I'm married now. We'll talk about it when I come back. All right, 800-585-1051. like that very similar. I felt like I was having deja vu just now. If you've been <laughs> with, with a, uh, in a relationship for a long time, is it necessary to get married? That is the question. 800-585-1051. We'll talk about it and take your calls when we come back. 800 again, 585-1051. is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we were talking about Love and Hip Hop New York. Chrissy and Jim Jones had a conversation that sparked some interest. Let's hear it. If marriage never happens, I don't feel a way about it anymore because it doesn't complete us. But I do want to get married. I believe that every woman who's in love or is in a strong relationship that we all deserve to have that. I don't feel that way. And I know it sounds crazy. In the beginning, I thought that was the end-all, be-all. I thought that was natural progression. But at this point, what is that going to change for So we're asking 800-585-1051 if you've been in a long relationship, more than 10 years, is it necessary to get married? Now, Charlamagne, you said you had a conversation like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've been with my, my beautiful black wife, uh, my beautiful black queen for 21 years, just stressing that I married a black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we've been together 21 years, married for five, I believe, and I, the night I actually proposed, you know, we were on the beautiful island of Anguilla, and we were having dinner on the beach, and we were having that exact same conversation, and she sounded a lot like Chrissy. She was like, you know, at this point, I'm not even really tripping, you know, mm-hmm. off marriage. Like, what's that going to change between us? And 
you know, then I changed the conversation. And I was like, well, if I got married, if I did propose to you, I would want to propose, you know, in a place like this, mm-hmm. you know, like doing what we're doing right now on the beach, having dinner. And then, I, you know, I would stand up like this. And so I actually stood up and I would get down on my knees like this. And she's looking at me and I pulled the ring out of my pocket mm-hmm. and asked her to marry me. So, right. So for you, it was important, but for her, not as much. Um, I, You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I think... And I'm not speaking, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak for women. I can only say, I think sometimes women, they just, they love you and they just like, whatever, man. Mm. I'll take it how I can get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't think they get to the point. I think some women might pressure you to get married. Some women might just be like, whatever. But I still think deep down, a lot of them do want to get married. Because mm. it's not like, you know, she didn't accept that wedding ring. Right. You know what I'm but, saying? But, but you it's also wanted like, to get married. I definitely wanted to get married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the conversation shifted. So we went, she went from sounding like crazy, but when I actually got down on my knees and proposed in that moment, you know, the tears came and everything mm-hmm. else came and, you know, she was she was happy to, to be engaged. Yeah, I got I got married early. I was 23. My wife was 22. I just, it was just something that I always wanted. I seen it with my parents. I seen it with my aunts and uncles and I always dreamed of of leaving Queens and buying a house with a, a white picket fence and getting married and having five mm-hmm. kids. Now you got an electric black fence. I got electric black <laughs> electric black gate. It's twelve feet high. Yeah, twelve feet high. It's a little bigger <laughs> house than I expected. I got five kids and we've been married for eighteen years. But you know, it, it's just it's just what I wanted. What about you? How, how do you feel about it? Well, I've always been very vocal about the fact that I think. It's your choice. Like, some people can be in a relationship. I've been in mine for over five years, and, you know, I just haven't been feeling like we have to get married. So maybe that'll change, and if it does change, you know, it'll happen. But it's not really something that I've ever felt, like, stressed about. I never sat around and planned my wedding or was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I want to get married here. I think for some people, marriage is extremely important, like, as a woman, like me and my friends have had this discussion and I've had friends who felt pressured to get married from their family members. My family's never pressured me to feel like I have to get married. I had one friend who, you know, her father was very sick and had Alzheimer's and she wanted to get married while he was still alive for him to be able to witness that. But I think it's important for you to get married because you want to. I know so many people who have gotten married not because they were in love, but just because I'm pregnant and I feel like it's the right thing to do or we've been together this long and so on and so forth. And when I get married, I wanted to feel like this is going to last forever and I'm doing it just because I'm so in love. That's all I want to do. You know what else about that too, though? It's like if, you, if you're the man, right? Because me and my wife, never, literally, we literally never had that conversation mm-hmm. until the, the night, night I proposed. Right. So I wonder if a guy is having that conversation with his woman, does it confuse him? Because... He's like, well, damn, I want to propose, but I don't know if she's going to say yes or not because mm. she's telling me she may not want to be married. You know what I mean? Well, let's, let's let's open up the phone lines. We'll take your calls when we come back. 800-585-1051. I think I told my wife at 16 I was going to marry her. I was like, I'm going to marry you. Like, I, I, I knew it. I was like, I'm going to marry you. Yeah, that was a blessing for you because I, Gia, especially back then, she was definitely uh, dating down. What does that mean? What are you, what are you talking about? Listen, man, <laughs> ladies out there, you know, when you find a man that you can peg, lock him down. <laughs> Salute the <to> gear. <laughs> this guy just found out what peg meant like maybe a month ago. And I'm still trying to figure Salute. out how he found out what it was. Salute the horrible decisions. Uh, they, 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 uh, Weezy we and already Mandy. know how he found yeah, out. Yeah, we know pegging. how you found out. Yeah. Shout out to Trav. All right, 800. That's five. not pegging, sir. That's just straight up sodomy. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking your calls when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about uh, Jim Jones and Chrissy. They had a conversation on Love & Hip Hop. Let's play a clip of it. If marriage never happens, I don't feel a way about it anymore because it doesn't complete us. But I do want to get married. I believe that every woman who's in love or is in a strong relationship that we all deserve to have that. I don't feel that way. And I know it sounds crazy. In the beginning, I thought that was the end-all, be-all. I thought that was natural progression. But at this point, what is that going to change for So we're asking, if you've been in a relationship for a long time, is it necessary to get married? Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envious Mellow? And I'm here with iPhone Sim 2. Y'all together? Y'all about to get yeah. married? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, Kings. Congratulations. Congratulations, Kings. <laughs> Don't make no. me kill you. <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? Stop, stop I'm, ha- I'm happy that y'all y'all gonna hear wedding balls soon. I mean wedding bells soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing with <laughs> funny as hell. But nah, man, for real, honestly speaking, I don't really think, you know, marriage is necessarily necessary. Because, I mean, Charlamagne, you said it best one time. You said once y'all are connected at the soul, y'all are already married. Marriage is a piece of paper, man. That was before he got married, though. Then he got married and changed his whole view. Yeah, that is a fact. But you're right, though. Sometimes I think that titles mess up sometimes, though. You just never know. And you say, yo, we're going to do this. You know, sometimes mess up. I didn't get a chance to call earlier. That's just people. Can you go? I feel like one of my... Nah, not for real. I feel like one of my... Uncle's passed away. How that's your uncle and you the same age? You and Kobe the same age? Kobe, man, goodbye, man. Goodbye, Melo. Um, you, you big 42-year-old grown man talking about his uncle passed away. Sarah. Good morning. Hey, good morning. We're talking about if you've been in a long-term relationship, is it necessary to get married? So I was with my son's father for over 10 years, and we never got married thinking it wouldn't change anything. Uh, we ended up breaking up, and then the next man I got with was the one initiating the conversation for married, and we got married after six months of being together. Right. So there was um, a surety and finality, at least from a legal standpoint, of you get the benefits, you have a say, uh, the recognition and acknowledgement of being a wife instead of being a girlfriend. There is nothing that comes with being a girlfriend besides y'all are hanging out and you get married and then all of a sudden you are Mrs. So-and-so. And it brings families together. It brings lives together more so than just being together and chilling, you know? Ideally, so, though, because some people get married you, and act like they're not. Hello, who's this? This is Ivory. Hey, Ivory. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Charlamagne. What's hey, up, Queen? Hey. How are you? Now, we're asking, I'm good. Uh, after being in a long-term relationship, is it necessary to get married? No, I don't feel like it's necessary to get married. I've been with my dude for six years. He proposed about three years ago. And everybody keeps asking us, when are we getting married? When are we getting married? And I honestly feel like it's not going to change anything in our relationship. We already live together. We have two kids together. I know what I, I know I want to be with him. And I really just a piece of paper. Marriage is not doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be forever. As long as we know and we love each other, I don't feel like we need to get married. Listen, I'm not knocking I'm with, your opinion. You. But I, I will say, I keep hearing people say, um, you know, nothing changes. A lot of people have hit it right on the head. When a woman has your last name and you can call her your wife, I'm not going to lie, it is a different kind of energy, yo. It's way different than being like, that's my wifey or that's my girl or that's my old lady. When you can say that's your wife, 
and y'all got the same last yeah, name, it hits some different. Women, I'm not some women lie. don't change their last name, by the way. Exactly. And my what? Kids, they, some, yeah, women some women don't change their last name. name. Oh, I'm talking about the ones that that have. <laughs> like, but it does hit different. It does. I'm not going to lie I mean, to you. Yeah, but I feel like we, me and my dude, we have such a strong connection that marriage is not going to make it any deeper. Like, I love him. We have a soul tie. Like, it's different. It's just a piece of paper. Right. And that's definitely your relationship, yeah. your choice. Okay. I think it's a little bit more than just a piece of paper, though. I mean, but it, like I said, and, and I'm only basing that off years of just having a girlfriend and then now having yeah. a wife. It, it does it does feel different. I'm not going to lie. Well, thank you, Ivory. 800-585-1051. We're asking, after being with someone for, in a long-term relationship, is it necessary to get married? Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about a conversation on Love & Hip Hop that Jim Jones and Chrissy had about being married. Let's hear it. If marriage never happens, I don't feel a way about it anymore because it doesn't complete us. But I do want to get married. I believe that every woman who's in love or is in a strong relationship that we all deserve to have that. I don't feel that way. And I know it sounds crazy. In the beginning, I thought that was the end-all, be-all. I thought that was natural progression. But at this point, what is that going to change for? So we're asking 800-585-1051 after being with someone for a long time. Is it necessary to get married? Hello, who's this? Lisa. Hey, Lisa, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, Lisa. Morning. How are you? Happy Thursday. Thank you. Now, we're asking, uh, you've been married, well, you've been in a relationship for 14 years, right? Yeah, you're not married? Well, I'm married now to oh. somebody else, but I was in a relationship <laughs> for 14 years. What happened? Talk to us. Um, We grew apart. You know, things changed. A lot of things just happened, and there was a lot of, you know, cheating and stuff, so... That Why were you doing all that cheating, man? I was not cheating. <laughs> Where'd you get that he air horn cheating. from, man? This guy's crazy. Who was cheating, then? It he wasn't was her. Cheating. Who was this he white was man? Who, who was this white man you was dating that was cheating? No, he was not a white man. <laughs> he was a black man. I don't like the way you said black. Who, who cheated? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so go ahead. But um, you know, we thought about the the marriage part, but I just felt like if it's if it's working like it is, let's just keep it like it is. I I can't be defined by a piece of paper. Okay. At that time. But it was a it was a process of me learning about a relationship and how to deal with a relationship, how to deal with certain things. And as I got older, I realized that, you know, when I did meet my husband now, that, you know, marriage is a wonderful thing. But it's not like any different. We're still friends. You know, my husband and I are good friends. We're best friends. We talk. We have a good time. It's like regular. So... You know, a piece of paper doesn't define you. It really doesn't. Okay. I got to go home and ask my wife about this piece of paper. I don't remember this piece of paper. You What's the piece of paper they talking about? A contract. A co well, what contract? That you have to sign the paperwork you no, have God to fill damn, up. It's a contract? Marriage yes, certificate. Yes, it is. Oh, the marriage certificate, you mean? Yeah, the license. 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 The li you mean the license? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a okay. contract because it is a process to get divorced, too. Yeah, but I... I, I yeah, <laughs> Steve said, tell him about it. I can't remember. Do yeah, you feel like marriage is a piece of paper, Envy? No, marriage is more than a piece That's of paper. What I don't feel that way either. I don't... No. Well, I, a 90-day fiancé, it is just a piece of paper. No, nah, I ain't no just piece of paper for me. I don't even know. <laughs> it just depends on your relationship. For some people, they get married for specific reasons, not because of love. And that's the truth. Some people don't get married because they're in love. That's boy, not some of y'all very pessimistic with this marriage thing, boy. It's oh, a Jesus fact. Christ. Some people get married for, and a lot of people get married for love. Right. And some people do, some people don't. Hello, who's this? 
Hello, this is Yesenia. Hey, Yesenia. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? I can't <laughs> believe I got through. <laughs> I'm on hold forever. <laughs> okay. Now, we're talking about being with someone uh, in a long-term relationship. Is it necessary to get married? So, uh, me and my boyfriend have been together. It'll be seven years in March. Um, so, you used to be and... put on hold. Nothing. Oh. So, um, we've been together for seven years. We're in the process of buying a house. Um, you know, I feel like when you're surrounded about around a lot of people that get divorced, it kind of loses the sentiment of being married. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel you on that. You no, see all these no. uh, people who are... And also, people who are in relationships and married... But are not happily married. I used to. I used to. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I feel. I feel like when when you're surrounded by divorce, it doesn't mean anything. Nope. However, I will say that if we were to have kids, because we don't have kids yet, I would definitely want the last, the same last name that my kids have. That exactly. My, you know, I think it depends. My daughter came to me and said that when she was about five, six years old. But I'm going to tell you something. When you said about uh, being surrounded by divorce, I was surrounded by divorce. My mom and dad got divorced. And I got like four or five aunts and uncles who got divorced. So you got to be the person who's going to break those generational curses. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, a dad, so what, like I, w- I don't look so around in my... what changed your opinion? Huh? What changed your opinion on it? What changed your opinion on it? Um, like how did you come out of that? I mean, is it just something that I wanted to do? Plus, you know, I remember I remember having that conversation when my daughter asked why we don't have the same last name, and that really mm-hmm. got me to thinking, like, why why, why aren't we married? Like, what am I? I got, a, I got a beautiful woman. You know, she's put up with all my BS all these years. Like, why wouldn't I want to get married? And then not only just get married, be a faithful, devoted husband. And that is that is the that is the leveling up that uh, men don't understand. Like you can't just get married and say oh, I'm gonna get married and still move the way I was moving. When we were just boyfriend girlfriend. No, you get married and you say I want to be a faithful, devoted husband and father to my kids. And that's when you see the the energy really, really shift. That's what I think. Yeah, but I think that, I think it's a little um, contradictory because you're saying that your daughter had to tell you why don't we have the last name for you to get married? No, that's not what I said. I said that was part of it. I ain't say that. I ain't say that was the only reason. I specifically said I wanted to get married but it's, and I love my wife. It's nothing, it's nothing like, like it. it's nothing like sharing everything, and, that, and that's how I honestly feel. I and, mean, and we and we got to be the generational curse breakers, right? Mm-hmm. Like like I look at my father and I see how he did my mom and how he tells me all the time he wish he never left my mom for another woman because he feel like his life hasn't been the same since. Why would I want that for myself? Like, we got to be the generational curse breakers. We can't look around and say it didn't work for everybody else in our family, so it won't work for me. Yeah, but I think that it also depends on your parents, too, because my parents are better divorced than they were together. Yes. And I think it's also just up to you. Like, nobody should pressure you to feel like you have to be married or, you're like, if your relationship is working and you're happy like that, do your thing. My bag again, Steve. We gonna fight in here. Right. Yeah, Don't pressure me. Don't pressure me. I'm not pressuring you. I'm just telling you what worked for me. I'm kidding. All right, what's the moral of the story? Thank you. Thank you, Mama. The moral of the story is when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, uh, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. That's the moral of the story to me. All right, moral of my story is I love my wife. Good morning, baby. I'm going to meet you at the airport in about another uh, uh, hour or so, okay? Yes, and, and also, too, you, you don't marry somebody you can live with. You marry the person you cannot live without. That's what I think. I'm going to use that one later. Hey. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Babe, I didn't marry you because I could live with... What say it again? You don't marry someone oh, you can Lord. live with. You marry the person who you cannot live without. That's for all y'all people out there shacking up. Word. All right, all y'all right. out there just shacking up. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you, we got rumors on the way? Yes. Let's talk about Little Nas X versus Pastor Troy. How did this all happen? It started with the Grammys, with Little Nas X's outfit, and what Pastor Troy had to say about uh, what you have to do to win a Grammy. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk R. Kelly. It's this is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, as we all Clary, she was one of the women that lived with R. Kelly. Is speaking out for the first time. She did an interview with this son. She's 22 years old now. When she first met him, she was 17 years old. And she said, I think that there's hundreds of victims out there. He has living girlfriends. He has girlfriends in every city. He has flings in every city. She said there's usually three main cities in every state. So three times 50, that's about how many women are probably out there. And that's probably not even hitting it on the nail. She goes on to say that the reason why a lot of people don't speak out against R. Kelly is because he has blackmail on all of them. He has letters of people saying that they've stole from him. He has letters of, you know, people saying that, you know, they've been molested or touched by their parents or their brothers or a family member. He even has people on film molesting their younger nieces or younger brothers. And so I know a lot of women out there are embarrassed and are humiliated and are ashamed to come out because this man had that much power to control me, to molest my younger niece or to molest my younger brother. Wow. That's the devil right there. Mm -mm -mm. Now she goes on to say that he would beat her and then this is what would happen. He beat me with a shoe, a size 12, and he beat me all over, which felt like hours, and I was whelped all the way from my neck down. He made her run me a bathtub um, of warm water and he made her bathe me and you know afterwards, you know, he came in there and you know, he apologized and sobbed and cried and you know, did all, you know, he did everything to try and make me feel like he was so sincere and so sorry. All right, so the whole interview is, uh, like I said, an exclusive interview with the son. When does he get sentenced, though? When does he go to trial or whatever? He didn't even go to trial yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. He didn't go to trial yet. So we shall see, but... You know, people are like, oh, why is she speaking out now? Blah, blah, blah. But as you can see, there was a lot of manipulation going on, allegedly. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I'm sure that a lot more is going to come out. Yeah, clearly she's out of whatever trance she was in, you know? So you can't discredit her just because she finally woke up. Right. All right, now, Little Nas X versus Pastor Troy. I never thought I'd be speaking those words. But Pastor Troy had some issues with Little Nas X. He said, well, guess I won't be winning a Grammy if this is what I got to wear. And that's little Nas X's outfit. He said they love to push this ish on our kids. The other day, Applebee's had some punks kissing and laughing, eating mozzarella sticks. First thing my 14-year-old son said was, F Applebee's, and it brought joy to my heart. What's wrong with mozzarella sticks? That's, he, listen, yeah, go ahead, G. That's what I'm, go ahead. Well, cheese isn't really good for you. Um, and they're fried. He, said, he sees it, their agenda to take the masculinity from men, black men especially. Some may say he making money, RuPaul do too, but I ain't bumping his CD. Integrity. Does music? Yeah. Yes, Paul's oh. a musician first. You Pull better work. Pull up to work. my bumper, baby. That was RuPaul, right? I don't know. Uh, like no. you don't know. Was that you RuPaul? saying that with conviction. Oh, that was Patrick. Yeah, that was, and Grace Jones. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you What's saying about Patrick I'm not saying Jones. nothing. I just thought, pull up to him. I thought that was RuPaul. All right. It's Raining Men. That's RuPaul? That's no. Diana Ross. No. That's definitely That Diana is not Ross. Diana Ross not? either. <laughs> it's like the Weather Girls Yo, or I something. Hate, I hate somebody like that. That was Diana Aren't Ross. Aren't you a somebody. DJ? <laughs> I don't play those joint dramas with no better. You should know these songs, DJ Envy. Continue with the story. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You just threw me all the way off. Sorry. All right. Um, so anyway... 
but clearly I, I know those music songs. But uh, he said, I ain't bumping his CD. Integrity is priceless. Y'all better open that third eye and let your sons know what is real or they ass going to be headed down that old town road for real. And then he put hashtag, they going to ride till they can't no more. <laughs> 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 Yo! Oh my goodness! Listen, I just want to know who this boyfriend was on this cheap ass date at Applebee's. I'm gonna tell you something. You deserve better, King. All right, you must really love this man you with. I'm out here giving you button. The best you're doing for me is Applebee's. Like I'm, al I'm already a bottom, and you taking me to Applebee's? Now I'm not gonna act like I'm better than Applebee's because I used to be in Applebee's all the time when I was younger. But when you know better, you do better. Make him take you to Red Lobster, King. All right. Well, Little Nas X responded, and he reposted Pastor Troy. Right. Pastor Troy Whoa. posting up, excuse me, I feel like Wendy Williams. Uh, Pastor Troy uh, <laughs> posting a picture of him. It's a lot of mention. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I didn't do that. Uh, and he said, damn, I look good in that pic on God. And so uh, Pastor Troy, obviously there was a lot of backlash from that. And here's what Pastor Troy said. It worked perfectly. Because now all these on my page and they want to fight me. See, that's that male aggression coming back out. It's in you. You just got to let it hang out. You feel me? Now you want to fight. That's what I'm talking about. Be a man. Get the f*** out my page. Y'all ain't know me. Over 20 years, you don't know I don't be playing. Pastor Troy acting like gay men aren't men, and Pastor Troy acting like gay men can't fight. One of them gay dudes will whip your ass to your own song, Pastor don't Troy. Don't he live in Atlanta? <laughs> exactly. Boy, hey, yeah, P.T. Cruz and you in ATL. You're going to fool around and get approached by uh, one of those gay men, and they're going to show you they ready for real. I'm telling you. All right. But, well, uh, but seriously, mm -hmm. though, seriously, all you bottoms out there, stop letting your tops take you to Applebee's, man. Make them take you to Red Lobster. You deserve cheddar cheese biscuit for your cheeks. Applebee's is pretty good, man. They got the blackened salmon. I, listen, <laughs> I ain't been to Applebee's in years. I, I, I thought all Applebee's was closing down, basically. No, they got you know the really? fried nah. chicken salad, which is pretty good. Just, they got I, a lot of Applebee's in Brooklyn. You know, shout out to Best Eye Applebee's. And then if you ever go shopping at the outlets at Woodbury Commons, they have an Applebee's there. And that's kind of the only restaurant. Everything else is like a food court. Make them take you so to if Red I go Lobster. There, I go to Applebee's. You should get cheddar cheese biscuits for your cheeks. All right. And they have a, some great salads at Applebee's. Yeah, too. Oh, okay. And I feel like they, have, they also have. Uh, that was a Beyond, bad one. Yeah. That was a bad one. They also have Beyond Burgers. They got Beyond Meat, too. Ooh, yeah. They got Beyond Meat? Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's the dildo. So y'all go too far. <laughs> I didn't say that. Thank you, Ye, for that rumor report, man. No problem. Oh, my goodness. Good to be here. All right, let's keep it moving. Who are you giving a donkey to? <laughs> no jokes inside. <laughs> you should call <laughs> You technically can call dildos Beyond Burgers. Because it's fake meat, right? <laughs> what is wrong with you this morning? What is wrong with you, man? This guy got a problem oh, this morning, man. Oh, my God. All right. I want some mozzarella sticks. It's too we early. We know. <laughs> it's too early. Who are you giving a donkey to? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to a guy named Matt Gutman. What? Uh, he's, What's uh, name? he's the chief correspondent for ABC News. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. We have a serious conversation about uh, journalism. It's congregation, all right? Congre congregation. Oh, okay. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> Club, now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Yes. Turn, turn my mic on, Tom. Your mic is on. 
strong then. Oh, plug oh, it in. There you go. This is a ghetto-ass radio station. There you go. The cord was out. I had to blow on it. Uh, donkey of the day for Thursday, January 30th goes to Matt Gutman, uh, chief national correspondent for ABC News. Now, Kobe Bryant passed away on Sunday. And when something like that happens, which is which is a situation that causes people to get very emotional, emotional is an understatement, um, the whole logic of moving off strategy and not moving off emotion, it, it, it goes out the window. You know, how can you not be emotional when you hear about a tragic situation like that, you know? When you hear a tragedy like that has happened. So, of course, when you have these devices we call smartphones, our emotions go straight to our thumbs and we just start talking. All right, everybody, humans as a whole, we just start talking. And when you're on social media, it's hard not to be performative, you know. Uh, everyone is confused, emotions are high, and everyone starts displaying whatever emotions they are going through. So even though it's real emotion, it still becomes a performance. People, you know, want to outgrieve each other. They want to show how much... Kobe meant to them, you know, I loved Kobe, well, I loved Kobe more, and then everybody wants to be the person who seems to have all the answers, you know, the person who reports all the breaking news to the timeline, and often when we do that, moving off emotion, we get it wrong, because we just start posting whatever we see. This would be fine if you were just a regular social media user, if we didn't put too much stock in it coming from just regular social media users, but when you are an actual member of the media, an actual journalist, it's just dangerous. All right, that's what happened to Matt Gutman. Now, Matt Gutman, chief national, chief national correspondent for ABC News, reported that all four of Kobe Bryant's children were on board the helicopter that crashed on Sunday. Of course, that wasn't true. Uh, sadly, one of his kids perished in the helicopter crash, 13-year-old Gianna. RIP to that young queen. Uh, Matt Gutman apologized for that error, but an apology in a situation like that doesn't seem like enough, but let's hear it anyway. Earlier, I reported that it was believed that four of Kobe's children were on that flight. That is incorrect. Unfortunately, uh, this is a horrible tragedy, and one of his daughters was on the helicopter at the time. Um, and I apologize uh, for those remarks earlier um, about Kobe's family on that helicopter. You, you can't just get that one wrong mm -hmm. and then turn around and apologize for it, okay? Journalists, news correspondents, people who get paid to report the facts, Learn to measure twice so you only have to cut once, okay? This isn't about algorithms or analytics or likes or retweets or traffic to your website, increasing your social media followers. These are real-life events, real people. The trauma that comes from some of these stories can literally kill others. What if you're a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or a sibling and you hear these false stories online? you know, and, and have an anxiety attack or a heart attack. Like, news like this can literally hurt people, literally kill people, but you are wrongly reporting these heavy, tragic stories like meteorologists wrongly reporting the weather. Okay, only person more inaccurate than a meteorologist is a news correspondent on social media. Now, Matt Gutman has been suspended. In fact, an ABC News spokesperson released a statement saying, uh, reporting the facts accurately is the cornerstone of journalism. I agree. Matt Gutman's reporting was not accurate and failed to meet our editorial standards, end quote. Well, it feels good to know that there are still outlets who feel that way because I, I can't tell sometimes. I didn't know it was a standard anymore. When we see actual news outlets reporting things that they heard on social media, I have to ask, why? You're supposed to be the expert. So why are you reporting something you heard on social media from some random Twitter account? To me, and I'm not a journalist, so take this with a gram of cocaine, all right? Instead, instead of trying to be first, focus on being right, all right? That's what will separate you from everybody else in this media journalism game. Don't be first, be right. 
See, I'm not a journalist. I'm a multimedia personality, so I get paid to talk and give my opinion of the things that are out there, okay? Uh, the opinion, I give my opinion on the things that are out there. So what I do is, you know, I go to who I think is the most trusted, reliable news source. And it's not too many of those out there nowadays. So the outlet that decides, you know, what we are going to focus on uh, reporting is right, as opposed to reporting it first. That outlet is going to win because they're going to be a news outlet that people can truly trust. Now, yesterday on my IG page, I posted a woman named Lindsey Granger. Lindsey was on the Daily Blast Live and she spoke on journalism and the, the, the lack thereof in regard to the handling Kobe's passing. She was speaking from the perspective of people who were attempting to use Kobe's worst day. Uh, as a referendum on their on on his character in regards to Kobe being accused of sexual misconduct back in the day. Uh, I encourage you to go to Lindsey Granger TV and watch the whole three-minute clip because it's brilliant, and I really enjoy straight no chaser commentary like hers, but I want to close with some of her perspective on just journalism because she used to be a journalist. I believe she still considers herself one because it is in her IG bio, but these are some points that she made about journalism and the role of journalists. So, Lindsey Granger, the floor is yours. As a journalist, it's our job to objectively report the news. You have the responsibility and you need to have the journalistic acumen to write the full story. We're in a time where we don't know what journalism is, is anymore. We have our president that attacks journalists. We have TMZ that broke the news to Vanessa Bryant that her husband passed away. You know, what are we doing now that we need to look at ourselves, people who call themselves journalists? We need to do better all together as journalists. But I really think that as a journalist, if you're going to take that name and that stance and that dignity of a position, you should probably do it properly and just try to tell the complicated story with as much care as possible. That's right. Please give all Matt, please give Matt Gutman and all the news correspondents and journalists who failed to measure twice so they only have to cut once the biggest he all. I'm, I'm telling you, the, the news outlet that decides or just media outlet that decides that they're going to focus on reporting it right as opposed to reporting it first, that outlet is going to win. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Well, and I just want to be clear, like ABC News or whoever is reporting news, that's different than the rumor report. Somebody hit me and said, it's interesting to hear you criticize outlets for uh, sharing rumors during your rumor report. But It's called a rumor report. Right. That's what it is. It's, <laughs> it's not the news. It's not a news report. If it was a news report, that would be different. But Angelique does a rumor report. Yes. Rumor. Okay, it's not an actual fact like Envy's hair being fake. No, my, you know no, saying? that's not that's not true. You're lying. The whole rumor report is alleged. My hair being real. I saw you in the fact. barbershop. And what did you see, sir? I saw Johnny putting a piece on. No, you did. Shut up, man. I didn't see. Now what? Johnny was putting a piece. I mean, on. Johnny was not putting no piece in my right, hair. Okay. Is this a news report or a rumor report? This is a rumor this report. This is what I saw with my own eyes. This is a rumor report. I am the black eye witness. No, my what happened was I seen it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Up next, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What you want know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on, Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Kimmy. Hey, Kimmy. Kim? What's your, hey, Kim. Kimmy, what's your question for Yee? Hi. Um, I'm going to try to keep it short, but basically, I met a guy, um, went on a couple of dates. Um, I realized, okay, we're not going to work out in a relationship long story short i'm 
I meet another guy. We start dating. And, um, you know, pretty much I'm just still friends with this other guy. Um, I get pregnant by my boyfriend. And he freaked out. Like, I told him, I told him, like, you know, he was, he kept asking to be with me. And I just, I couldn't be friends with him anymore. So I started getting stalked later. Like, um, I didn't know who was stalking me, but... They were stalking me through social media. Um, there was messages being sent to my job, weird calls coming to my job. And my boyfriend um, was getting stalked too. And he thought that I was doing it. And I'm like, mm. what the hell? We're together. Why would I be stalking you? So um, that put a strain on it. Then he cheated on me. I don't know if that's because he thought I was stalking him, but we broke up and I had the child. Um, and now at first he was trying to be a father in her life but um i was still hurt by that whole situation the cheating and him not believing in me and i got a restraining order he went to court pled guilty to the stalking so i had the proof so i kind of didn't really like give him much time to talk to her and be around her and so now he doesn't try anymore at all he hasn't seen my daughter since she was one years old, and she's wow. three now. That's awful. So I, just, I know, yeah. So I just want to know, should I be the bigger person and reach out to him or, like, just leave it alone? Because I feel like he should still be trying. I would love for you to make the effort and reach out to him because it's not really about you, right? It's about your daughter. And sure. if you can make amends in any way possible with him and help him to have access to his daughter or not even just have access, but encourage him to have a real relationship with his daughter. That I think is a win for your child in the long run. Now, if he's just not receptive to it, not wanting to do it, not responsive, you know, you're doing the best that you can, but I think it's worthwhile when you have another person's life in your hands to make sure that you do everything you can to make, so they don't have those issues, those daddy issues later on in life. Yeah. That's what I'm scared of. And then also, I don't want him to be unreliable. Like, I don't want him to come in and out of her life. I want him to be consistent. So, like, should I kind of pretend he's somebody else before, you know, letting her know who he is? Well, your daughter should definitely know who her father is. You don't want to not tell her the truth and pretend he's someone else and then spring it on her. Like, actually, this is your dad. You can't do that. Well, she's three. You know, she's three. So I figure I have a year at least. (laughs) You'd be surprised at three. You say that's your dad or that's your uncle or this is my friend. That's still confusing. Okay. Okay. So you do have to be honest about who he is. But I think it's worthwhile for the sake of, of your daughter. Okay. Thank you so much. I really needed that. All right. I really, really hope everything works out for you. We'll be praying for you. Yeah. I'm in counseling because I'm messed up from the stalking. Like, I don't I, listen, media or anything. Yes, I can't even tell you how traumatizing that has to be, and I'm glad that you're in counseling and dealing with that. And my my, I got my therapist, but she would never answer the question. I would ask her straight up, "Should I reach out?" And she would just ask me another question. I'm like, "Okay, I'm a, I'm gonna call Angela." <laughs> <laughs> and so, I give him the her. opportunity to do the right thing. Give him the opportunity. Okay, thank you so much. I really needed that. All right, honey. All right. I love you, guys. We love you too. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's go to one more call. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, I'm Naomi. Hey, Naomi. What's your question for Yee? Now, a little backstory. Um, I was with this job for about seven months now, and I'm a server. And I've been going through a whole lot, like a whole lot of mental stuff, emotional and everything. And the manager knows this. So we kind of gotten close a little bit, you know, within, um, I guess, me going through all of it. She'll say things like, I'm not leaving you, I see you, I hear you. And for someone like me, that means a lot. So I'm thinking like, okay, you know what? I have a friend in her. So now fast forward to this past weekend, um, I guess she changed up the seating and I didn't like the seating. Friday, she says she bursts in the kitchen and she's like, oh my goodness, Naomi, you don't like the seating and da da da. And I'm just trying to keep my cool and I'm saying, you said what you said and I hear you, that's it. So I guess she didn't like that and she just kept yelling. And I just, all I did, Missy, was say, can you please stop yelling at me in the sweetest, most polite voice? And then I said, thank you, like, you know, because she actually calmed down. Then I'm looking at her face and it seemed like she had like a moment of realization. And then she goes, you know what, Naomi, just finish up your tables and go home. And I'm like, what did I do? So um, I call out for the next day because everything about that interaction, I couldn't deal going back to work the next day. So then now back to Monday, I'm going to work and I find I get taken off the schedule. She doesn't notify me. And I'm thinking to myself, like, is this illegal? Like, can people do that? And it's a privately owned diner. Right. And she's the higher up. So she can say, because you did have some type of uh, altercation, not physical, but verbal, right? Yeah. And I know you think that's your friend, but really that's your boss. Right. And sometimes when it comes to work, we can't get those things confused. Those lines can get a little blurred. But when it comes down to it, never think that your boss is really your friend. My friend. Yeah, no, I get that. And I know my place very well. So like, like I said, like I would have never expected any special treatment. But, you know, if OK, so let's just say she saw you as a person, not just her employee. Now, in some cases, she does have the right to say, I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah, she does. And now, so the, you um, have to understand, little, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you might feel the same way. Now, what you can do is apologize for that. I can't. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I cannot. She, and this is not even a personal message. She has a very big reputation of mm-hmm. just being very unprofessional. Okay. Like, I, I, I get what you're saying, but it's, it's like she has a way of, of getting too personal. Like, she'll even, like, you know, within earshot of customers, you know, around... You'll hear her cussing out a vendor because of some kind of mishap. And, so, what, and what would you like to see? A, what would you like to see happen? I would like her to somehow be some kind of professional and explain to me what happened. Because even if we never got personal by me asking her to just stop yelling at me, I don't think that deserves for me to get sent home. And is there home. is there anybody above her that you can speak to? Apparently, the owner, but she's untouchable. No one will let me talk to him. I think um, if you feel like this is something that you have a case for, and are there people that are willing to speak up on your behalf? No, they're afraid of her. That's the bad part, too. Is this some place you really want to go back to? Don't feel like this is a situation. Sometimes we get stuck in a job and think that we have to be there. You don't have to be there. It doesn't sound like a good. It doesn't sound like a good place for you. So the feeling of like you know when you're out of the job and then it's like that little week or two weeks and you have bills coming out. It's like that adding on top of this is so much anxiety on top of it. I want you to just be proactive and get out there and find something else that you want to do for you. 
and go on some interviews, meet, like whatever it is you have to do, let people know that you're looking. And I think you'll find yourself in a better situation. All right. I'm sorry. That's not the, I, I mean, I don't really know what else you can do if you don't have anybody that's, you know, on your side. It's just like when things like this happen in any situation when the employee loses his job, it's like, what can you do to fight back? It's like in a case like this, the employee just has to just let it go and just take it. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like she did anything that's necessarily illegal. It's just a personality, unprofessionalism. But if you, mm. but, you know, there's no law that you can't be unprofessional. Right, I wish there was. <laughs> you know, nobody would have a job, girl. <laughs> yeah, okay. So now is a great time for you to reassess what it is that you want to do, where you want to be, and go for it. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mama. You're welcome. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can hit Yee. Now we got rumors on the way. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we got to do this once a week. Shout to uh, Michael Rubin. Is Of course, he's a partner with the 76ers and... For our change for change, he donated $100,000 and said he'll give a, an additional $25,000 if we wear 76ers gear once a week for you. Is he still following up with you? Until the season's this? up. Yeah, we have to send him uh, a video every week. Oddly enough, I'm never there those days that you all have to do those videos. Yeah, so I have a Sixers hat on. Uh, Dramos, our. Uh, Turn, stand up, Dramos. Stand up, turn around, show us the cheeks. Yes, yes. Stand up, there turn around. He showed us the cheeks. You can't show do us that, the guys. Make sure you show Charlamagne the cheeks. What are you talking about? You, you go. got on a Maurice you know Cheeks jersey. Cheeks. <laughs> you got a Maurice Cheeks jersey okay, on. Okay, I'm not there. I'm in Miami. All yeah, I heard yeah, was stand nice up, cheeks. show the cheeks. So I'm telling jersey. him to stand up and turn around and show the cheeks on the back of his jersey. Okay, it sounds different from here. Yeah, you get your mind out the gutter. I know. What's wrong with you? Wow. Shout out to Michael Rubin and the Sixers, though, because I saw them the other night. They all came out in uh, 8 and 24 jerseys. Yep. Yeah, so all of them had jerseys. They had on Kobe Bryant's number 8 or uh, Kobe Bryant's number 24. So I thought that was dope. Yep, yep, yep. Move to the 76ers, man. All right. Well, let's and, get... and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt that I'm a huge Allen Iverson fan. Always have been, always will be. So I have no problem wearing 76ers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And shout out to Fanatics because, you know, it is Super Bowl weekend. Michael Rubin always has one of the best parties. Yeah, I'm going to pass through there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk offset. Listen the Breakfast Club. I saw a lot of outlets reporting that Offset was detained by the cops, and they actually have video of that. After they said there was reports of a gun at the Grove Shopping Center in L.A. Now, they did say, according to TMZ, that they recovered two guns, and Offset and three others were taken to the station for further questioning, but no official arrests were made. Offset on his behalf, has posted on his Instagram story, the devil is a lie. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Did he, so, it, did he really get locked up? Look, I saw him leave a comment on Academic's Instagram page, and he was like, fake news, that ain't me. I'm out. Yeah, really? I'm not sure. Somebody was screaming yeah. out, offset, you know, free offset during the time. Well, you know, every, know. every black, every dark-skinned black man with dreadlocks, with tattoos, they'll say it's offset or Quavo. Because I, I saw the video, and I saw the dude saying, that's Quavo, that's Quavo. And he goes, no, that's offset, that's offset. Well, so. according to TMZ, they said law enforcement sources say they've recovered two guns and that Offset and three others have been taken to the station. Mm. So I don't know if TMZ's information is incorrect or what. But whatever it is, or maybe... And they did not say they got arrested. They just said detained. Okay. So just so you know, and Offset is clearly out and about and posting. So he's not in jail. All right, Popeyes has launched a clothing line that looks like Beyonce's Ivy Park. Have you guys seen this? I did see that. Popeyes? <laughs> 
Yes, they have a clothing line now. So if you want to, oh perhaps uh, Ivy Park is sold out everywhere. Maybe you want to get that Popeyes clothing line. It's kind of based on Ivy Park. I'm not going to lie, though. Had me thinking when I saw it, I was like, are they based off Ivy Park or did Ivy Park based off some of their stuff off Popeyes? At least they, the color scheme. Popeyes has said that they feel like there's some similarities there. And, and we know Beyonce loves some Popeyes now, or she used to. When Ivy Park came out, they posted, love that look. Popeyes posted, it's our uniform, has been for a while, and now you can buy it. That I kind of l- thought that, too. That what? That Beyonce <laughs> that Ivy Park was inspired by Popeyes uniforms. Maybe. Well, you can go to um, thatlookfrompopeyes.com if you want to go and get some of those clothes. Even, even the box it comes in. If you take the Popeyes chicken box, right? Right. And you stand it up. Right. It looks like the box that the Ivy Park comes in, man. I'm just saying. So maybe she got inspiration eating Popeyes one day. I, she liked them chicken sandwiches. Doesn't, doesn't she have like a lifetime? <laughs> don't she get a lifetime Popeyes card? Like she has a card that she can get free Popeyes for life? I think so. Wasn't that a rumor? I don't know anything about that. I don't want to co-sign that. Not sure. All right, now there's a new song, a Kobe Bryant tribute song, The Game, Big Sean, and Hit Boy. They leaked that with uh, Just Incredible, and here's a little snippet of that. Stuff 24-7, I'm going 24-8. Yeah. Stuff 24-7, I'm going 24-8. That's magic, and he know what it took to be great. 41 five rings, and it still ain't adding up. What? Was in L.A. when that happened, hit boy, track it up. God, send me a sign, I'm outside looking up. I was courtside when you scored 60. Now you in heaven with my beginning from the 60s. Black Mamba, neighborhood Nipsey. That's the type of love you throw and it come back like a Frisbee. From what I heard so far, it sound dope. Mm-hmm. So uh, the game posted F24-7, I'm going 24-8, hashtag Mamba Mentality. Yeah, I mean, if the inspiration hits you, why not? The only thing I, I say about records like that is like, you know, this is how you're feeling immediately. Sometimes Correct. I feel like you should give it a beat. You know what I'm saying? Just give it a couple weeks and let those, like, you know, the funeral going to happen. You know, but I mean, you, you, know, you can do as many songs as you want, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just Mamba Mentality, you know, working hard, going hard. And a lot of people have loved Kobe, you know, forever, so... I think it's only fitting to pay tribute. Uh, now, Yandy Smith, she's very excited because guess what? Mendici is home. He has gotten out of prison. Okay. Yeah, he did, what, so, four years, right? Yeah, and you can see video footage. He immediately threw away his prison clothing right away. The two of them are very excited to be back together. So happy to have Mendici and Yandy, as they call them, Yandici, back together again as a couple. He's home. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's hey, Choice Mix is up next. What's I up? want to shout out somebody, man. You okay. know, I was in Chicago uh, all day yesterday um, on business, man, and um, my, my family, Kendra G., we went to this uh, spot called Mr. Brown's Lounge. It's downtown Chicago. It's across the street from the radio station. It's a Jamaican spot mm. now. You know me. I like my Jamaican spots dirty and in the hood. Right. All right? That's where the best food comes from. You downtown yep. Chicago, you like, ah, it's probably some bougie Jamaican spot with vegan oxtails. When I tell you that was some of the best Jamaican food really? I had in a long time. And, I'm, you know, I'm a Caribbean dining type of guy. Right. I love Jamaican food. I love when I tell you that Mr. Brown's downtown Chicago on North Michigan Avenue has some of the best Jamaican food I ever had I am not even lying a little bit. Really? So if, when y'all, I know all y'all gonna be out there for All Star Weekend in Chicago. 
Pull up on Mr. Brown's Lounge, downtown Chicago. I think it's like uh, North North Michigan Avenue. Right, you said right across the street from the station. It's right across oh, the street okay. from the radio. Like literally, you can you're Good. looking at the radio station, Mr. Brown's Lounge, downtown Chicago. It's a Jamaican spot, and it wasn't it was it was nobody in there. It was like six people in there, and I'm like, they clearly don't love Jamaican food as much as I do. Mm. But they were saying it's the area because it's a bougie area. bougie area. Mm. A lot of white people, white people. Go down there and eat some Jamaican food safely. All right. Okay. <laughs> Chicago, Mr. Brown's Lounge. That food was banging. I I had three jerk chicken wings, mm-hmm. a beef patty, oxtails, and rice and beans. Okay, so you going to the gym twice today? I definitely am going to the gym twice today. <laughs> and I haven't uh, did a number two yet this morning, so it's going to be something special when I do go. Keep that to yourself. All right. Well, the mix is up next. Is the Breakfast Club? Good morning. Everybody is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now um, I'm heading out to Miami in a little bit. I'm gonna be at the Cleveland today with Snoop and Clue, and then after that, I'm doing uh, what's the name? Is the uh, Cabaret? Let me just get the right name of the Cabaret. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. My son is going out there for his first Super Bowl. He, that's all he wanted for Christmas was to go to the Super Bowl. So that's where we're going. I'm going to Shadow Cabaret in Miami after uh, the Cleveland. So. Should be a long night of having fun. Now, you, right. what, what are you doing out there, you? Uh, well, I have some parties that are happening mostly at Studio 183. Uh, and, you know, Viewtopia is happening out here, too. So yep. uh, that's going to be for two days, right? Friday and Saturday. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, when we come back, we got your positive note. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? Yes. Hey, first of all, I want to uh, salute um, the WGCI morning show in Chicago. My man Leon Rogers, Kendra G, and uh, Kyle Santillian, even though they don't, they don't let Kyle use his last name because they said it doesn't test well in the market. But um, <laughs> salute. Oh, Kyle, you didn't tell me that. Yes. So, so salute to them. They celebrating five years. I think that's a big milestone. The reason I think that's a big milestone is because it's hard to stay in any position for five years, but especially a morning radio show in a major market in a hip-hop and R&B format. They be getting us the hell out of here. They don't even give us opportunities to fail. Yeah, and right? shout out to Leon. I did his Later On with Leon show while I was out there in Chicago also. That was really fun. Yeah, salute to them, man. I just want to... I want to big them up. That's, a cel- that's something that should be celebrated. Yeah, man. Oh, it's later with, not Absolutely. later on, later with Leon. Sorry. Yeah, congrats to them. Yeah, salute to them on their five-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I always enjoy talking to Kendra G, too. So she's a, a great person to chop it up with. And, I, yeah, her opinions on things are, I think, uh, pretty dope for me. As a woman, like, we have a lot of those conversations. Yeah, Absolutely. she went to the real HU. I don't know if you know that, but she went to the real HU. She told me you used to have dreads. I had cornrows. No dread. <laughs> like, for some reason, I remember envy with hair. No, I, yeah, I had cornrows. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, but uh, leave us on a positive note. Listen, uh, this goes back to a conversation we was having earlier on The Breakfast Club today uh, when the young lady said that, you know, she, she didn't want to get married because she saw divorce and stuff all around her. I just want to say, uh, if you didn't come from a healthy family, just make sure a healthy family comes from you. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs> 